News Talk KZRG. News Talk KZRG. FM 102.9, 105.9, and 1310 on your smart speakers. Zeus Doc KZRG, Peter Thiel, Steve Scott, and Ted Bohorquez. All right, a couple of things coming up here, gang. Uh, it's uh, uh, coming up after the top of the hour. Our buddy Jason Dittmer will be here, but now he's the legislative line himself, Ben Baker, on News Talk KZRG. Ben, I, I uh, have had a change in my life. No. Okay. And it is, uh, I uh, realized, because I feel inside that I'm a Confederate widow. <laughs> and we still collect the Confederate widow's tax, the, the pension for Confederate widows. And it is time for, if we can't get rid of the tax, I want some money. Yeah, uh, hey, anytime we can eliminate a tax, I'm usually on board with that. So uh, don't threaten me with a good time. So, yeah, so it's how do I, I, you know, constituent services here, uh, I need to get my, I need to get signed up for the thing. I I realize I've always felt like a Confederate widow. Well, these days it it appears to be the case where you can just uh, self-identify and no one can question it, so why not? Yeah, there you go. I want that sweet cash. All right. (laughs) Uh, The... Mike Moon introduced some legislation that I think actually goes too far. Obviously, we don't want the idea of children being indoctrinated with uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, plus, 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 uh, you know, stuff uh, and promoting transgenderism to our children. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Um, if I understand his legislation right, is that if you are a child that all of a sudden uh, you know, has questions about whether you may be a gay kid, uh, is that you would not be able to talk to a school counselor about you know, things that you have going on in your life. Uh, and part of that, I think, may be a step too far in this legislation. Well, I think there's a fine line there. I think what he's trying to get at is a correct premise, and that is, you know, there is some radical uh, things that are happening in some schools, and that radical gender ide- ideology should not be forced upon our kids. But, you know, I think the main thing is making sure that there is transparency with the parents um, and that, you know, the school guidance counselors or whatever is not affirming necessarily what these kids you know may bring to them but is has a duty should have a duty to report that to the parents and let them handle it but what's happening is they are uh, they're not only listening to them but in some instances they are affirming that and pushing those that ideology on the kids and so finding the the Balance. appropriate way to deal with that is is difficult sometimes, but I think the language will get there. Yeah, that that that's the deal. I am not in favor of pushing transgenderism or pushing anything that uh, is out of the norm to a lifestyle. My big concern, of course, is that there just are some kids who uh, you know that uh, you know that are gay and they're and. They have to speak with someone about it outside of their family unit. The guidance counselor uh, should be not an enabler, but an open listener to what's going on with these kids. 
Sure, there's nothing wrong with listening uh, to, you know, and that's the, the complexity of where we're at right now in our culture is, you know, yes, there is a lot of, um, you know, things going on where it is, is causing kids to think that they are something and maybe they're not. So you can't just affirm that just because a child says, I feel this way about myself. Um, and then you have to ask the question, is it up to the government to uh, determine that for our kids? No, I don't think it is. Um, so, you know, a guidance counselor needs to be a person that facilitates listening to them, but is saying, you know, there's other people in, the, in these children's lives that need to help them through making that decision or whatever it might be. Uh, and it shouldn't be up to those guidance counselors to determine that. All right. So it's Ben Baker, Sustock KZRG. You guys have been working on the crime bill. What does this do and how will it help us keep our streets safe? Sure. So yesterday we perfected this bill, uh, the public safety crime bill. And, you know, we've seen what's happening in St. Louis with the prosecutor, Kim Gardner, not prosecuting crime, but yet instead going after law-abiding citizens uh, like, you know, the McCloskeys or going after police officers rather than criminals. And so we've had to try to find a way to deal with this issue and go around uh, Gardner in this case. So this bill, one of the main provisions is it allows the governor to appoint a special prosecutor for a period of up to five years if the rate of homicides in uh, any circuit or, or prosecuting attorney's jurisdiction exceeds, I believe it's 35 cases per 100,000 people. And after a view of certain crime statistics, then the governor determines, you know, that there's a threat to public safety and health, which is exactly what's happening. And so that special prosecutor would have uh, jurisdiction to initiate and prosecute certain offenses that's specified in the bill. So uh, that's the main provision of that bill. There's some other things that are a part of uh, a part of that. But one of the things that happened too is we heard what's happening with the ATF. You know, changing the definition of firearms by just a rule promulgation. It hasn't. It's not uh, legislation that's passed by Congress, but just a rule promulgation and determine that pistol braces should be classified as a short-barreled rifle, and it put it puts that into a category. Now that rule require you to fill out a form, pay the ATF $200, and register your accessory with the government. And if you don't, then you'll be a felon, according to federal law, which would make felons out of thousands of Missourians, uh, you know, in our state. So we passed SAPA a couple of years ago that protects against, you know, further federal overreach of the Second Amendment, but found out that the definitions of some of those uh, firearms, we had, we deferred to federal law to define those, and that was problematic. So I made an amendment on this bill yesterday to make it to where the Missouri legislature should determine those definitions in state statute, and we're not obligated then to follow some new arbitrary law or rule that the feds come up with, uh, as we've seen take place, and most, most of the time is a, a, a political move more than anything. So I was able to get that amendment on the bill, and I think we'll be third reading that bill either today or, or Monday and, and sending it to the Senate. All right. That sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Kansas started, Oklahoma's in, in it. Now it is being brought up to eliminate the food tax in Missouri. Uh, have you seen that legislation? Is that something that you would uh, would support? It would be. I mean, again, I think I've mentioned before, anytime that we 
can eliminate attacks. I'm good with it. Um, you know, you do have to look at the, the, you know, how that plays out. Look at the fiscal note, what we're able to do. Uh, but I'm telling you, people are hurting right now with uh, food prices and some of the things going on with inflation. Uh, I mean, go buy a, a dozen eggs right now. It's insane what uh, some of these things as far as the rise in costs. So I think anytime we can, in a appropriate way and in a reasonable way, uh, lessen that burden for uh, taxpayers, I think it's a good idea. Ben Baker, thank you very much. Have fun in Jeff City, and thank thanks to your lovely bride, Naomi, for dropping by some baked goods for us. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. All righty. It's News Talk KZRG.